0: We're told by the Lackawanna County, Pennsylvania Genealogy Resources Web Project that famed designer and illustrator P.W. Costello loved baseball. In 1899, he was part owner of the city's minor league team, the Scranton Miners, and was a season ticket holder for most of his life. When one of his friends opened a new restaurant or hotel in Scranton, Costello would give him a large number of drawings, including future Hall of Fame baseball players, to hang on the wall. That was then. This is now. There is a contemporary illustrator and graphic designer from Scranton who's brought the image of a Hall of Fame baseball player to the wall of a restaurant and bar, but on the outside wall and at a larger-than-life scale. Babe Ruth in this instance, and because it's in the 2020s and not 100 years earlier when P.W. Costello was creating his baseball portraits, we can actually watch Eric Bussart on YouTube as he blocks out the babe's image, and then begins to apply the paint. We know as well that Costello loved to draw images of popular theatrical figures, such as the Barrymores, Lionel and John, Al Jolson, Sarah Bernhardt, and many others. In that vein, Eric takes on Frank Sinatra, Audrey Hepburn, and two Johns, John Wayne and John Lennon, all wall size. But maybe more than anything else, we might say that these two artists, a century apart in Scranton, share a passion for drawing. Eric Bussart is an illustrator based in Scranton, specializing in interior and exterior mural art, album art, illustrated type, portrait illustration, poster art, comic art, graphic novel art, and more. He serves clients in the greater Scranton area in New York and Philadelphia. Bussert earned a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in illustration from Marywood University in Scranton, and he's painted several murals in the city in recent years. He's known especially for his mural honoring the late Martin Luther King, Jr. Eric collaborated on that mural with his friend and colleague, Emmanuel Wisdom Ajay, and the two artists have been invited to mount an exhibition at Marywood University in Scranton that will run from January 28th through March 10th at the Mahati Gallery there. Eric Bussert stopped in at the WVIA studios to talk about his work and we began at the very beginning.
1: I've been drawing forever as long as I can remember. I used to fill up all the margins of my schoolwork assignments all day during class. I would doodle and sketch and draw and then just the right teachers encouraged me at the right times and I kind of just took it further.
0: Were you ever tempted to paint or the drawing part was what got you?
1: I just I was always obsessed with just drawing like ballpoint pens mostly and then one of my art just told me illustration was the, was the thing for me. I mean, it's kind of what I was doing already without knowing it. So then I just kind of got obsessed with that, started just doing it all the time.
0: Were you aware of how important graphic arts and illustration would be for the world of advertising and commercial things, as well as things that you just like to do art-wise?
1: Yeah, I was conscious of that. I think it used to be a lot more, probably. Like I love all the golden age stuff back when it was like the main thing was drawing. Now it's sort of like a almost like a niche sub thing. But you know I really like. It. I mean I love graphic novels. I love comic books. I love uh, murals, gallery work. And you so, do it all. Yeah, yeah. I, I dabble in all of them. I'm not. That's, can't give equal effort everywhere.
0: Do you get assignments? Do people say, okay, Eric, I'd like
1: this? Almost, almost all the money I make is commission based. So. A client has to approach me with something in mind and then we work together to sort of actualize their idea like they'll they'll bring me a prompt or an idea a concept the direction even sometimes more vague and then they'll show me a space or i want i want a canvas i want a mural and then we just kind of work it out together
0: do you partner with people do you sometimes work
1: with others yes yeah i love uh collaborating my uh most frequent collaborator is uh, emmanuel wisdom my friend manny from uh una design unapologetic studios He's incredible. He's a calligraphy and lettering artist and a graphic designer. So he just has an incredible eye for design. He's a master, like a wizard with type. He's he's the man. So our styles pair very well together. I have like a loose illustrative style, and he has like a very technical, just beautiful design style. How'd you meet him? We went to the same college. He was a year under me. So the illustration students all have to take design classes, and then the designers have to take a couple illustration classes. So there's that slight uh, Venn diagram overlap where we had a lot of the same things going on.
0: What about the murals? Because we know that you're known for your work in Scranton. Did you have to figure it out as you went along? How did you learn to do murals?
1: It's kind of interesting. I kind of like stumbled into it almost. I was going to school for illustration and then during the summer I had a job as a house painter. So I was painting these big walls with my buddy Ryan. So I kind of just combined those skill sets of like technical small drawings and then the know-how technical abilities of painting large areas. And then it just sort of, one thing led to another. Ryan helped us kind of set up a small a small mural. We did it by the uh, Lackawanna Heritage Trail. Uh, I did a light bulb thing. It, it wasn't, you know, anything crazy, but it was the first one, and I really had a good time with it. And it, it all just took off from there. We did a couple more around the city, started spreading out. Yeah, it just kind of happened organically.
0: And introduce us to Ryan.
1: Uh, Ryan Nett, he's a Renaissance man. He's got his fingers and everything, but he's a fantastic painter, good mural artist, uh, he's a teacher.
0: Do you have a wild loft studio where you can do things that are big and little and have your computers and whatever else your calligraphy pens and all of that
1: So I, I a lot of the mural artists have the big loft thing I have I have more of an illustrator studio I have a room about the size of the studio we're in right now so maybe like 10 by 15 and it's just full of it's just drawing desks I have three drawing desks in there and then like an old dresser like a clothes dresser, just full of every kind of art supply you could possibly want. Like I have oil pastels, the colored pencils, the the oil paint, the the acrylic paint. So it's not like a big lofty space, but it's, it's like a very, it's a condensed studio where I could just do anything. I'm kind of feeling like doing a lot of sunlight, good computer. And (laughs) what
0: about music? Does music influence your work? Do you like listening to music? Does it have anything to do with what you do as an artist?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would lose my mind if I didn't listen to music. You can't just sit in a room for 12 hours at a clip in silence. you literally, your brain will fall out. Um, I'm always listening to music when I draw. If I'm not a music, then I like a podcast. But uh, it just defines like the whole wavelength of how I'm operating. Like different, there's different levels of intensity, different vibes, different moods. It's sort of like the way they curate your music. I have different playlists for different, like if I'm in the studio doing a super technical pencil drawing and I have to be like calm and relaxed, that'd be one playlist. But then if I'm like out on a wall and I have to cover, you know, four hundred square feet in red in the next twenty minutes. It's gonna be some death metal in the in the headphones. So so it all just like depends on depends on what I need from the music. I kinda of use it like a like a, like a drug or something. I don't know.
0: Are there enough buildings and enough commissions to keep you going for a while?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean I, I travel all around. Like last year I did one out in Nevada even. I've done a bunch in like Jersey and New York and near Philly. So I kinda of travel around. But uh, this is my main my main stomping ground, I guess.
0: What about the Martin Luther King Jr. mural?
1: By far, like, the best thing I've ever even, <laughs> by by far the best thing I've ever made. I love that mural. So that wasn't a commission. That was, I had to apply for a grant. I had to do all the paperwork myself, set it up. I hired Manny for his time. He did a, a gorgeous lettering piece on that. Scranton Tomorrow was instrumental in doing that. They kind of helped facilitating some of the, the technical stuff, the paperwork, building permissions, things like that. Yeah, that was just like a huge passion project. I think I spent, all in all, just under 160 hours on that. Not even counting like the calls and the paperwork. Just drawing, rendering, working. You know, I had to get permission from the city. It was a, it was a passion project. It was very difficult, but uh, I'm really happy with how it came out.
0: How did you think about? his image? What did you look at? What did you go back over in terms of all the photographs, videos?
1: Yeah, yeah. So there's a a very interesting thing with depicting his uh, image. So he's a very powerful, strong, important guy, but he has soft features, right? In the way he's like his actual faces. So I wanted to portray him in a way that looked very bold and masculine. And and I found that the image of him looking up, he's got a very strong chin. So I kind of just like played into the shape language of his, uh, of his, just his whole head. And that really had like a, I don't know. It's kind of hard to describe, but I found a photograph that really just captured a powerful sort of essence, like a like a strong, very like thoughtful gaze looking off. I, I looked through hundreds of pictures before I found one that had the the right vibe.
0: And how about the text then? What did you choose for that?
1: We had we went through tons and tons of quotes before we settled on the. Uh, I've decided to stick with love. Hate is too great a burden to bear. We just thought it like beautifully encompassed this whole ideology. The, uh, the importance of just love in the face of adversity. And many just did a beautiful job rendering it. A lot of different shapes and approaches to different words.
0: And what building,
1: where is it? It used to be on uh, Embassy Vinyl. I don't believe they're open anymore. It's uh, it's probably my favorite location I've gotten in Scranton so far. It's right off of Mulberry Street. So it's like a main artery to the city.
0: And what do you hear from people? What kinds of things have people said to you?
1: No, oh, I've gotten tons of feedback on that. I mean, people just people just love to see murals in their city. They love to see color. They love to see, like, bright, beautiful things, flowers, nature. And then if you add, like, a positive message and an important person on top of that, I mean, they're ecstatic. Do you have any
0: lined up when the weather cooperates now?
1: Yeah, that's this whole part of the year I get to work on, like, passion projects, and then the rest of the time I'm just setting up, setting up, setting up. I'm looking at something in uh, Forest City. I have something pretty big planned for uh, Scranton. In a similar vein to the the MLK mural.
0: When will we be able to talk about that?
1: Probably summer. Probably summer. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at a ton of uh, mural festivals. I did one last year. was like one of the best experiences of my life. Basically, they just they they bring a bunch of artists out to like one town or one area or one part of a city, and then they all do murals at the same time. So it'll be like between ten and like thirty artists all doing a mural in the span of one week. So it goes from just like there's like an explosion of murals. And you're surrounded by just like-minded people doing the same things as you are. You can, like, swap philosophies. You're all doing the same thing, but the approach is so different. The philosophy, the the ethic, the way people work, the the strategy. And then it's, it's just really, like, brilliant to look at the contrast of essentially people doing the same thing as you, but not.
0: Where was the one that was really cool?
1: Oh, it was in um, Fernley, a small town outside of Reno in Nevada. Basically... There was a, like a group of artists in Reno. Reno has got an incredible mural culture. Like I had no idea until I got there. It's amazing. I mean, they have Burning Man is right there. So they have all this Burning Man art, just like osmosis is his way into Reno, like giant sculptures. And then really cool, like a really rich art culture. Incredible artists there. But yeah, so the, a bunch of artists from Reno would go to small towns outside of Reno and sort of like beautify them. So it was like a small, rural, middle of nowhere town with tumbleweeds and stuff, but then it got this world-class kind of (laughs) mural treatment out of nowhere, and they've done that a couple times to different cities in the area. Do
0: you have to apply? They can't have every muralist (laughs) in this country converging on Fenley.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I applied to like 10 last year. I got that one. So hopefully this year I'll get more than the one.
0: What about the work of graffiti artists?
1: Oh, certainly. I mean, it's almost like it's like one parallel universe to the left of what I'm doing. You know, it's like one thing over They're using the same supplies as me, the same cans, virtually the same thing. The only difference is they have to get in and out in like, you know, an hour and a half and I could spend two weeks there. Yeah, I mean, like the daredevilry of it, the artistry within like the danger, like some of the climbs these dudes do. You ever see like something on a bridge? If you just like do the mental math on how you have to get there, it's like, oh, that guy could have died eight times getting to that spot. So then there's like a Bukowski thing about like what art is. It's like to do a dangerous thing with style. I think that's like, I mean, it's a, it's a high-level art thing to me, to, to climb up something you're not supposed to be on, paint something that, cause just because you believe in it, it's very cool.
0: And speaking of believing in things, you believe clearly in the Martin Luther King Jr. image, mural message. Is there a sense in your belly that your art, your public art, should contribute something to the betterment of the quality of life of the community or to raise us up? That you do have a kind of a social vision,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jane Golden, the founder of Mural Arts Philly, puts it like brilliantly. She she believes that murals should inspire change. The purpose of a mural is to like inspire change. I think that's an incredible, and I've really that really stuck with me when she when I heard that. Yeah, there's obviously the benefit of just making a place look better, people feel better because they're in a space that they feel better about. So then they take more pride in their thing, maybe they're more likely to you know contribute. So I think it's I think there's like a trickle down. I think it's I think it's good in a lot of ways. I think. There's definitely that thing of, like if you can convey, like, a social idea or a positive, a positive thought or get someone to just even think a little bit, I mean, that's above and beyond. That's amazing if you can do that.
0: When you were younger, do you remember your first encounter or early encounters with a mural before you thought you'd be making them?
1: Yeah, um, way before I even started them. I, I, I grew up near Philly, so Philly's got some of the richest mural cultures in the world. It's incredible. I remember there's, a, there's just, like, a giant whale on the side of a building. It's incredible it's like i can't even fathom how like even now that i've been doing it for years the scale of it is the scale and quality together incomprehensible to me at this point so yeah yeah I, mean, I just like i grew up kind of just seeing like world-class murals and not thinking about it too much but must have made an imprint somewhere
0: also just the wonder of it and to know that what you could do similarly could bring wonder to somebody else not just a youngster but to all of us we've been talking mostly about your murals but what about the upcoming gallery exhibit at Marywood?
1: Oh, yeah. I have a collaborative show with Manny, Emmanuel Wisdom from UNA, my collaborator on the Martin Luther King mural. We've got a collaborative gallery. So Marywood reached out to us to fill this huge space up for a couple months. We get tons of space. We each have a huge body of work we're bringing from the last like year or so. You know, we're in the studio nonstop the last week or two crunching to get more stuff done. And then so we have one piece in the center that's going to be a collab again. So we came together to do like a very large triptych on canvases. And we haven't shown anything of that yet, but we're very excited about it.
0: So that'll be the centerpiece. And then you're over there and Manny's over there, or it will be an integrated
1: showing? Well, we'll, it'll sort of be uh, separated. And then in the middle, we'll come together with that collaborative wall.
0: So you're returning to Marywood. Is this the first time you've shown at your alma mater? Since you were there? Yeah,
1: since I was there, yeah. We had some shows when we were students. But yeah, it's, a, it's exciting. It's, a, it's an honor to be asked back.
0: Eric Bussert, an illustrator based in Scranton, specializing in interior and exterior mural art, album art, illustrated type, portrait illustration, poster art, comic art, graphic, novel art, and more. He's painted a number of murals in the region, and he's especially known for his mural honoring the late Martin Luther King Jr. in Scranton. We just heard about a show that is opening this weekend at Marywood University, his alma mater. It is titled Solunar, S-O-L-U-N-A-R. It is a collaborative work with Emmanuel Wisdom Ajay, and the Opening reception will be held tomorrow, and that's Saturday, January 28th, from 2 to 5 at the Mahati Gallery at Marywood University. And there will be a gallery talk this Monday, January 30th, at 3 in the afternoon. Of course, these are all free and open to the public. We're told about the show. This mixed-media series explores the soul lunar, sun and moon, and how it relates to the human experience on Earth. While drawing from mythological, philosophical, and spiritual teachings from cultures around the world. As we heard, the artists have previously collaborated on the creation of a public art project titled The Dream, depicting Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And that's at the intersection of Adams Avenue and Mulberry Street in Scranton. And you can see that anytime. And to see Eric's work, EricBusart.com. E R I C. B U S S A R T dot com, Eric Bussart dot com. And the show is titled So Lunar and it opens on Saturday, January 28th. Tomorrow afternoon there will be a reception, two to five, and then a gallery talk this Monday, January 30th at three o'clock. The Marywood University Art Galleries are celebrating this month. They also have a show with Sue Jenkins, titled Natural, Natural Wonders, Mixed Media and Collage. And those dates are coinciding with the Solunar dates, January 28th through March 10th. For more information, marywood.edu slash community slash galleries. marywood.edu slash community slash galleries. And you can find more about Eric Bussart and his art, Eric Bussart dot com.